shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey, hey, hey. Men, women, and children, hope is in the building. What is going on, Human Hope Familia? Welcome to episode 132 of the Human Hope Podcast. With your host, say it with me, Carlos Enrique with Guzman and Chihuahua Cabello, or Los for short. Yeah, 132. 132 is coming for you. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. <laughs> oh man, do we have a gift today? We are uh, going to be joined by two dear friends of mine. And you know what? I know that last week the It's Never Too Late series ended with me, myself and I. And this isn't actually part of the It's Never Too Late series until I listened to the interview and I thought, you know what? I know a lot of people that are going to listen to this conversation and go, oh my gosh, I want to do that, but it's too late. I'm here to tell you right away, it's not. It's not. You're going to be inspired by my friends, Chris and Sarah, inspired, and they are going to make you want to go on a journey you didn't want to go on. So I'm excited. I'm excited. So let me tell you, I am recording this. The recording date is Monday, the 23rd of October. Which if you've been hanging out on Instagram, you know that this is the morning after. The morning after I moved my mom and dad in across the street. And I have already been over there one time today to eat some cantaloupe (laughs) with my mom and say good morning to my dad. Now I'm back over here. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see kind of the, my studio lighting and kind of where I record this podcast, but it's actually like I'm in the basement. There's a ping pong table in front of me. There's laundry stacked up in front of the ping pong table. There's a a guest room to behind me to the right. Um, Laundry rooms right in front of me. Like it's, it's not the ideal setup for an office because there's just traffic left and right. Something that only the human hope familia is going to know is that I'm actually moving my office in my studio 
at some point over to my parents' house and I'm going to build my studio over there. That way I can just get things done, you know? And, you know, it'll, be, it'll feel a little bit more professional. Now, a lot of times you, you hear these interviews done or you watch it on YouTube and you're, I'm in a really fancy studio with the Human Hope logo on. That's the That Sounds Fun studio, okay? Like that's my podcast network studio. But I thought it'd be cool to like build something a little fancier over there. So that's coming up. That'll be fun. Uh, maybe I'll do a little behind the scenes tour as we're setting that studio up. But yeah, mom and dad are in across the street. I am physically and emotionally exhausted. I, I am ooh, hitting new levels of exhaustion that I didn't know were available. But here we sit. And I'm just grateful, grateful that they're there. Grateful for, if you watched my um, Instagram this week, you saw the incredible amount of people, um, maybe 40 people showed up to help us move in. We unloaded a 26 foot box truck in four hours flat. We had the entire house set up with candles lit and paintings on the wall in five hours. And six and a half hours after we started unloading the truck, my parents walked into a completely set up house. And also, again, all of this is on a highlight. I, I really recommend that you go watch it because, you know, there, there's, there's, well, hold on, I'll, um, two thoughts here. I missed one. Whoosh, squirrel. Oh no, it's gone. <laughs> I just, I, I just am grateful for the amount of people that showed up. And, and I feel like, like you should go back and watch it because it's mind blowing. It was almost like extreme home makeover. What happens when a community comes together? And I, I know that this community, uh, it was my church community, my, some Insta Familia community I never met, and then some friends of mine that have just been friends for a long time. Everyone's showing up and getting things done. It was, it was a beautiful picture of, you know, and I say this with hesitation because I know there's been a lot of wounding that has happened in the church, but it was the church in action. And a reminder to people that have been wounded by the church, as I have, that the church is not a pastor that has wounded you. A church is not a system of beliefs that, is, that have wounded you. A church is not um, a building that you were wounded in. The church is the people of God coming together to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's what I saw yesterday. So there's a lot of, of church hurt. I know that it's happened. I challenge you to go watch my story from yesterday, or which was a week ago. It's, it's in my highlight with my mom and dad, their little emojis and um, a house. And watch what I believe is the church. Just watch it. And again, a lot of people that listen to this aren't of my same faith background. You don't believe the same things I do, but you, you will see a community that I believe the American church should be. There were people that, that were helping me move in that, that aren't of the same belief system I am. And I'm just grateful. I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm overwhelmed. My body is feeling all the stress. You know, it's funny how like our body sometimes will tell us, hey, yo, it's time to shut it down. So I'm probably on Instagram, I've probably been on Instagram a lot less this week. Well, by the time you listen to this, I can just feel that I just need to be present in a different way. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to maybe back off a little bit on the socials for a little bit. I don't know how long that's going to be. It could be, could be two days. And by the time you listen to this, I'm back going. But uh, I've been posting a lot just because I wanted to share this journey. And I'm just going to take a breather. But not a breather from the podcast, because here we are. Here we are. And... Um, we're going to hop into the conversation. I just wanted to give you a little sneak peek into kind of what I, some of the stuff I've been feeling. Today's podcast is, oh my gosh, I can't wait for you guys to meet my friends, Chris and Sarah. So 
Chris Pachiba and Sarah Pachiba are full-time digital nomads. Ooh, fancy. What does that mean? They work full-time on the road. Like they live in a van. Uh, maybe not a van anymore. Maybe it's an RV now or camper or I, they'll explain it what it is. But for a long time, they were like van lifers, right? Like living in a van with their dog. And what, what I love about today's conversation is that we talk about risk, like risk taking lifestyles, right? Like what, what does that actually look like? We talk about storytelling and how storytelling is such an important part of their, of their world. But the, here's, here's the part where I think a lot of people are going to really get some nuggets out of. We lean into, is there ever a perfect time to just go and do, right? It's never too late. We just finished with that series. Is there ever a perfect time? And of course, you probably know the answer, right? Um, there's never a perfect time. But we dive into that. It's actually going to be really cool. They did this interview from like a cool, beautiful beach spot, I think if I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> or was that just another Zoom call I had with Chris? Also, Chris is the one that has designed a lot of my, a lot of things that you see, whether it be book launch things, my book covers, he designed Kill the Spider and Enter Wild. And yeah, so he's, he's just been part of my team for a long time. And I'm just so appreciative of him and Sarah and all the goodness that they are going to give to us. So Human Hope family, be inspired. This is going to be a fun conversation by the hope that these humans give us Chris and Sarah. Okay, Human Hope Familia, I am sitting across, uh, well, I guess across the country. I see them in front of me like I can I can touch my screen and I'm touching Chris's forehead and I'm touching Sarah's forehead. But I'm, ta- I'm talking to Chris and Sarah. They're, they're just, they're actually known as Chris and Sarah. When I was in a meeting yesterday, Everyone's like, so how do I find them? I was like, just Google Chris and Sarah. And and it, there's a picture of Chris getting eye surgery in Korea that pops up all over the place. And so, you know, <laughs> y- you find things. Anyway, guys, welcome to the podcast. So glad you guys are here. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Good to be here. Yeah, no. Okay, so you said good to be here. Let's talk about, let's just start here. Where is here? Where where are you glad to be besides on the podcast where, where am I looking at you with, I see some sort of forest behind you in a window. Yeah, we actually are in Olympic National Park. We're right on the Washington coast. And by right on it, I mean, we snagged a beachfront campsite at the National Park. So we're like looking yeah. over the Pacific Ocean right now. We had to beat some people for it, but <laughs> we we're here and it's beautiful. Okay, so, okay, so let, let's just start here. We, we can get into like, you know, all the other things I want to talk about, but let's just talk about like people that like to go camping in the summer and you're traveling around National parks and you just said we had to beat some people to get this but give us give us the secret sauce to getting i don't care if you're at you know home junction national park in or state park in like you know i don't know the forest of alabama or what like what is the, what's the trick guys Mm. Get there early. Yeah, get there early. And if you have Starlink, you could set up, have high-speed internet while you wait in the parking lot. And then you just, you wait them out. Like you're just, yeah, you just got to wait them out. It's the older generation that typically beats us. So we've got to be faster. They get up at like 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah, they don't sleep very much. So they're, yeah, they're in line to get these campsites. But we beat them. So are you saying you've got to, you got to like get in an, in an actual line of vehicles? Uh, just standing, actually. Yeah. It depends. Oh. It's different park to park, but for Olympic National Park, it was an actual standing line. Mm-hmm. So Chris, yeah. Chris did out there for us. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the park ranger was only available from 12 to 1. Oh. And so they had a big, you know, information or a big sign on the, the booth and 
you just stand out there. It was, it was like you're waiting in line. Yeah. Are you like choosing the campsite like on a little map or do you have to grab a thing and sprint to your campsite? Uh, it's, it's sort of like a wait list thing. So yeah. we got whatever we could get, oh. but we got lucky. And the one that we, our number was yeah. up for, it was a beachfront one. No it could way. have been something much different. Yeah. But. And we're, we're last minute sort of people. Yeah. And so we just kind of wandered into the Olympic Peninsula yeah. area and we snagged this. Typically, like these people, they're booking it out. I mean, weeks, months, yeah, out. So they're more prepared than we are half the time. Amazing, amazing. Well, thanks for that that little bit of information to know that we can be last minuteers and still end up with a beachfront campsite. How long do you have? How I mean, what, how long before they kick you out? Oh, just one night. Oh, We're heading yeah. north tomorrow. Oh, so. but, that, but that was our decision. Yeah, that was our decision. Oh, you could have stayed yeah. longer. Yeah. yeah, I know. If we had seen the view before we decided yeah. on the dates, maybe we would have. We didn't know we were going to get stuck by the restrooms or if we we're going to yeah. have a beachfront, you know, access. So. <laughs> sure. No, that yeah. makes sense. That's awesome. <laughs> well, listen, um, I've kind of introduced you guys a little bit on the on the intro before we started this conversation, but why don't I let you guys just kind of let everybody know kind of who you are together as a couple and then who you are. Oh, I like this. I like the way this is coming out here. Who you are together as a couple and then who you are separately as individuals. Ooh, Ooh mm. yeah. You want to go? Oh, okay. Sure. Well, we're Chris and Sarah. We are husband and wife and we call ourselves digital digital nomads. I guess that's the easiest way to describe okay. us. So we travel and we work on the road and we've done that full time for about four or five years now. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the business side of things. But yeah. individually, we both love to travel, but I am the adventurous one. Like Enneagram wise, totally a seven all the way. (laughs) So I'm very much like always trying something new. That's very much my thing. And then Chris balances me out and keeps me from making too many irrational decisions. I'm a nine. So if you're in Nashville or anywhere else that knows Enneagram, I'm a nine. And um, that means I'm a peacemaker. And I like routine. I like we do balance each other out. She gets me out the door and then I'm like, hey, well, let's slow down. Let's be here. Let's, you know, try it, try something like that. But yeah, I think one thing um, while we're digital nomads and we still work full time from the room, whether it's different clients or um, and we do like graphic design, website work, all that stuff. But we also document our travels and put it on YouTube. And that's what a lot of people kind of follow along. They just you know, and we're somebody said the other day that where our channel is just so random that it's real life. And yeah. that's exactly what it yeah. is. It's just kind of all over the place, but it's it's our real life. It is. That that's how often are you are you YouTubing, like putting content up on YouTube? Usually once a week. Yeah, usually once a week. Yeah. So we're doing that. And then we actually just started doing like a podcast too. Mm-hmm. So that's added to it. But yeah, usually once a week it's a different adventure, okay. whether it's here in the States or internationally. Yeah, that that's amazing. You know, uh, as long as I've as long as I've known you, it's actually crazy that you said you've been doing this kind of digital nomad thing four or five years, which is just making me feel really old because like, I mean, I knew you, you guys way before you were doing this, you know, but the one thing that I will say that has stayed consistent is, you know, you guys are storytellers and you've been telling stories for as long as I've known you, you know, when I first met Chris, I just remember, you know, I, I help me remember Chris. I was like maybe doing my own like fitness course and I was like in, yeah. oh my in need of somebody to help me edit my videos because I was editing them every night. And yeah. I was like, I literally, I was shooting them on my 
Mac like FaceTime camera, like like the camera that's like on the on the and I I do burpees and I do like all these things. And then I would like edit it myself and I'd, I'd post him and I was like, man, I'm like every night I'm up till 1 a.m. And I just remember you like reached out. This may have been, this may have been who knows if it was pre-Instagram, but yeah. It was on Twitter. It was before X. Oh, it was before you know, X. It was when, yes. It was yeah. <laughs> it was it was when it was still a bird. Yeah. You know. And yeah, and then we we ended up meeting because I was I was running this little fitness thing while I was like on tour with like, I don't know, some CCM band. And I just remember we met up. Where what where 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 was that? Do you remember? It was Seattle? No, no, it was somewhere in North Carolina. It was in the middle of North Carolina. We were living at Raleigh oh. in the time before we moved out to Seattle. That long yes. ago? That long ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's been like seven years ago then. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, That's it was and anyway, you started you started editing my videos. And I tell I say that because, you know, as much as people look at what what I do, and it's been a grind and an entrepreneurial hustle for a long time for honestly, I mean, it still is, but for as long as I can remember and you, you know, you guys were doing kind of the same thing. You know, I, I know, I know that Sarah at the time, were you, were you doing something in, I, I could be way wrong, like healthcare, maybe I was working for a nonprofit, like a, a medical, medical nonprofit. nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. So I was working remotely. Okay. That was definitely not a dream job. <laughs> so I got out of that one. <laughs> it paid the bills for a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. That was a one-year thing. <laughs> no, well, that, Chris started editing some of my videos and then we just became friends. And I just remember looking at your YouTube channel and you had made some really cool documentary of like, I don't know if you were riding your bike across the planet or something. I can't remember what you were doing, but <laughs> yeah. yes, but, but you had, you were, you were making stories even back then. So, you know, I, I would love for you guys to just kind of tell us a little bit about your journey, you know, as far as storytellers from, you know, and, and even, even lifting up the little, the hood a little bit on the entrepreneurial side of, you know, of storytelling and what it is that you're doing. Just kind of start, go, go at the beginning. Mm, wow. Start all the way back at that documentary. And they had that document. Yeah. So Sarah and I, we actually met our, you know, our, our relationship began riding our bicycles across America. Now, whole transparency, I was actually documenting a lot of that that ride. Sarah did more riding than I yeah. did. By more riding, I mean like 95% more riding <laughs> than uh, than me. But we met on this shoot. And this, this um, ride across America was to raise funds and awareness for Burmese uh, refugees. Got it. And so like right at the beginning, we, we met on this crazy trip where we're living out of Rubbermaids and riding, you know, 80 to 100 miles a day. And we're seeing a side of America that not a lot of people get to see. And we're also, you know, creating awareness for for this people group, you know, on the other side of the yeah. world. And so we just we met like that. We started our relationship like that. And um, I think for both of us, it's been it's just been integral in who we are. We've always wanted to be a part of whether it's people or an organization or whatever. We've always wanted to be a part of a bigger story and be able to to share, be able to share things that maybe you haven't heard about or yeah. or haven't been exposed to. And um, and so that's I think that's really what drives us. Yeah, we always go and kind of look back at that cycling tour because it was eight weeks across the country and. Every single person on that trip was just, it was the weirdest group of people. I mean, great. We're still great friends with all of them, but like you never would have naturally put each of these people together. Yeah. And so you have like, you're learning each of those people's story and at the end of it, you're great friends. And then you also are seeing these different sides of America that most people never see. Yeah. I mean, these like 
200 people towns in North Dakota that no one's ever going to go through. Like you just, there's a story there. And I think we fell in love with sharing that story of people and places. And then it's just sort of snowballed and grown from there. We've done months in Thailand and South America and sort of all over since then. Yeah. And so, and we, I mean, and back then, even on that tour, we were still working remotely. Like I said, we did, you know, graphic design, all that stuff. And so that was how we were able to fund and be able to travel wherever and work from wherever. And I remember one of my friends when I was living in North Carolina at the time, they're like, why are you living here? You could live anywhere because your job is fully online. Nobody, nobody needs you in person. And it really stuck with me, but I never, I never pushed out. Like I just was very comfortable with where I was. And then Sarah was the one who was like, Hey, we need to go. Like we just need to to leave. So we moved. Yeah, like, so we moved to Seattle, which is completely different from where we both grew up and lived yeah. and, and we fell in love in the, the Pacific Northwest. And then, um, and then from there, we just started traveling and living in Seattle. We noticed that the, the rent was getting a little higher and we're like, oh, you know what? Like for the amount of money that we're paying for this apartment right. in Seattle, we could be traveling and doing something else. And, um, and so that's when we, we bought a van, we bought a, our first van. I remember. And we um, <laughs> decided to live in it because it was cheaper to live in a van than it was in a park. This was like early in the van life trend. Oh, too. Yeah. So everybody thought we were crazy. Like nobody was doing this. Yeah, our family. Or I shouldn't say nobody, but very few people. Very were. few people. Our family was asking, was everything all right? Do you have enough money? Are you okay? <laughs> like, like, please, you know, but we're here to help. And we're like, no, no, no. We're going to live in this van and we're going to travel. And then the first four or five months, we didn't. I mean, besides Instagram, yeah. we really didn't document all yeah. that much. We just lived it. Yeah. And then we we were actually camping at Disney World mm-hmm. for in the in the winter during like the polar vortex days. And um we saw this elderly couple and they had a GoPro with their dog. And um I'm like, what are you doing with that GoPro? And then they're like, Oh, we have a YouTube channel and we document our dog <laughs> and all the adventures we travel around with. And I remember they were so nice and so sweet. And I remember when they left, I looked at Sarah and I was like, if they have a YouTube right. channel, we needed to have a YouTube channel. And we started our channel the next day. <laughs> did you? And then the next day. Yeah, we really did. Did. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And here, yeah. And here you that are. That was what, four years ago? Yeah, and here, we, here are. we are. It's just kept going. I mean, there's been highs and lows all the way, all the way through. Like, yeah. you know, COVID definitely was a sort of threw yeah. us a curveball when you're travelers. That's mm-hmm. kind of your main thing. But we've always kind of found our way back. We've done live on the road for years. We've done international. We usually travel pretty slow. So like a month or so at a time in a place. Um, yeah. And that's our business is just kind of continued. I think the YouTube side has definitely grown a lot. Like that's it has from an entrepreneur side. Like that's been the hardest thing to keep up with is trying to balance the two as one grows and, mm-hmm. you know, still doing the other. Yeah. And this was the first thing in my life. I've always helped other people. Yeah. I've always helped them achieve mm-hmm. their dreams, whether it's through video editing or through graphic, you know, whatever. Like I've, oh, this was the first time that it was like for us, yeah. like I would, like we were the client, you know, I didn't have to work like we were the ones who, are trying to get this off the ground. So it's, it's a different like relationship and, and way to think about it, yeah. uh, you know, when we're, yeah, we're working this way. So yeah, for sure. This show is sponsored by better help. Uh, listen, <laughs> if there's ever been a season where I need to talk to my therapist, 
on a weekly basis. It's right now. I've realized that in the stress of my life right now with my buying a house across the street from my parents, moving my parents in, packing up my parents to leave their home in Atlanta, Georgia, my career taking off, my daughter getting married, my son being 17, my marriage trying to be what it is, my every everything is happening at one time. It is so full. I need my therapist. And I'm so grateful that I get to experience somebody else leaning in to the deep parts of my life. This is what I got to say. If you think that you could benefit from a therapist leaning into your life, it doesn't mean your life is broken. It could just mean that your life is full and spilling over the edges. Better help is an incredible way to do that. Okay. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, completely designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you've got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And guess what? You can even switch therapists if you're not vibing with the one that you've got at no additional charge. This is what I need you to do. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash human hope to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash human hope. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, so now, where would you say your primary focus is as far as, you know, what you guys are doing every day? Like, are you, someone here is digital nomads, kind of doing some graphic design stuff on the side, kind of, do, you know, doing this, have our own YouTube channel, which is great. I mean, I feel like you guys are like at 100,000 subscribers or something like that. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, no, we're, yeah. we're over 100 now. Yeah, we hit 100 last year. So. 131. Oh, let's go. Good yeah. counting. Yeah. Yeah. And so where are you spending yeah. most of your time? What are you, are you making stuff about you? Are you making stuff about other people? Mm. It's, uh, it's about 50, 50 right now. We would love for it to be very much about like our travels. Like that is where we want to go. Cause it gives us the freedom to really do whatever we want. But I mean, realistically the web stuff, the graphic design, that's still about 50% of our income. Mm -hmm. So we still very much focus on that. We get to be a little bit more selective in who we take on. We try to take on bigger projects versus yeah. little tiny, small off ones. Um, and that helps us with our time. But we are focusing more and more on our business. Like we added the podcast, what, a few months ago mm -hmm. and we're doing the videos more consistently. We, so. Yeah, we led trips, like, you know, because we travel so much and people know us for our travels. So we led a trip last year to Iceland really? and yeah, so fun. It, which was amazing. And it was amazing that all the like 14 strangers signed up just to go onto a random country with us. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah, we just couldn't believe it. So it's always, I tell Sarah, and I've said this for a while, I, we always feel like our like the YouTube side of our business is in that mullet stage. Like you're trying to like grow your hair out, but, and it's not long and beautiful yet, but it's, it looks like a mullet. Yeah. Like it's just like, it's going to get there, but it's yeah, just slow. Yeah, I love it. For sure. Mullet, the mullet stage. <laughs> okay. So let, let me, let me think we've got, you know, a lot of people that are listening to this that are in a season of their life where they're like, ah, oh, I just, I mean, 
you you just have to be built different in order to do what they're doing. You just have to, I don't know, like, I just don't know if like I've got the, you know, maybe, maybe in 10 years, maybe, you know, whatever. Is there ever a perfect time to just kind of go out and start doing something similar to what you guys are doing? Or was it just a decision you guys had to make? There's never a perfect time. Yeah. I think we always kind of say that everybody has like a cer- certain level of risk they're able to take. Yeah. And, you know, for us, more often than not, our risk, our limiting factor is, you know, finances. For some people, it may be having kids or, you know, it may be their jobs, but there's never going to be a perfect time no matter what that limitation is. Yeah. You do kind of have to just go, but you can make a calculated risk. That's what we always say we take is mm-hmm. like, we kind of look at it and say, how much can we really risk? And so like, our point of entry was our first van. Yeah. It was the cheapest way that we could travel and make it full time and sort of work along the way. So there's never a perfect time, but I think there are different ways to go into it. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people see maybe what we're doing or they see other people on YouTube who are traveling full time and they're in a new country every five days and they think that's what it has to look like. Right. But that's not realistic. There's plenty of people out there who are doing it, you know, a month at a time, a couple months at a time, mm-hmm. or maybe they're just traveling a lot slower yeah. and that's completely okay. Everybody does it different. You just have to be creative with where you're at in your life and and what makes sense. And I I will say something that we always say is I wish we would have started sooner. Mm. Yeah. Because we had so many adventures before we started YouTube. And I wish we would have been better at least documenting them or, you know, you know, being intentional about that. And even being at campgrounds like this, well, you know, normally we're people consider this retired life, you know, like we're, we're We're always the youngest, (laughs) we're always the youngest at a campground. And we all the time will have people who are, who are retired. They'll come up and they're just confused. They're like, so how do you do this? Like, why why are you here? You know? And we'll tell them, Oh, we can work from the road, blah, 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 all this. And almost always they, they said, I wish I would have been able to do this RV life earlier. Like I wish I would have been able to start earlier and i would start now like it doesn't and everybody always equates their success like like they have this marker like they'll find somebody online they'll see their success and you shouldn't start at their success you shouldn't start where they're at because they had to start in an empty room or with no money or whatever first and then go from there yeah yeah you you talk about you talk about YouTube and I'd, I'd love to lean in this for a second because YouTube is so freaking confusing to me, right? So like I, I'm really good at Instagram. Like that is like what I, I kind of like sneeze and Instagram comes out. I breathe and I'm breathing Instagram. It's just, you know, and when I try, anytime, I, yeah, anytime I try <laughs> to teach us, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. I try to do YouTube. I'm just like, I don't freaking get it. Like I, like, is there uh, talk to us about your YouTube growth journey. Talk, talk to us a little bit about, yeah. you know, the, some of the highs and the lows of like, you know, are there ever days where you're just like, wh- why is this video getting 0.00001% of the views of as this video when I've got the same amount of subscribers? Are people not like, teach us a little mm-hmm. bit about YouTube for anyone that's interested mm-hmm. in like, well, I've, I've tried YouTube and it just, it was a disaster. Is it, is it as complicated as it seems? Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. There's definitely a formula you can take. I mean, you could totally play like the SEO game and really get your videos out there, make them education based and they can be searchable. Mm -hmm. You can totally do that if your end goal is just to get views. But if you're doing something that you love, I think we take the hard way around. We're a little bit all over the place sometimes because we don't want to burn out and we know we're not going to burn out as quickly if we're doing what we really love. So if we would niche down and niche down like everybody says to do these days, it would be easier to grow, but we, we would get bored with the same thing over and yeah. over. So it can be a little bit of a mystery. It, it's very frustrating because, you know, our very first video that we ever published went viral 
and it hit like 5.4 million wow. views. And it was like, it was a van tour. Uh-huh. Like we were just showing off our van and people, and then all of a sudden YouTube decided, oh, you're van people. And uh-huh. we're like, no, we're just traveling in a van. And so we got stuck into this really weird, like people wanted to know how we were using our toilet. People wanted to know like, how do you do laundry? <laughs> like where do you camp? And, and we're like, we don't care about any of this. Like we care about the travel. We care about the experience. But I mean, the vehicle is just this tool to get us from place to place. And it took a while and it felt like you had to, like you just, we had to keep publishing content that we wanted to publish at first yep. and it would bomb and it still bombs. It still bombs. But it, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, but it occasionally we were able to attract an audience of, you know, who we were going after and who we wanted to, to be a part. But I mean, even now, like some days we'll think that we have a video that is just going to go gangbuster. Right. We're like, this is going to be really good. I mean, for instance, this week, this week, this past video was about um, Guatemala, about I got to fly to Guatemala and and spend some time with some indigenous people there and and work with a nonprofit. And it was near and dear to our heart. Like it was with a beautiful this video, beautiful, like we loved it. And it is like 10 of 10. Nobody watched it. <laughs> but then we throw up a video of, you know, my eye surgery in Korea <laughs> and like the whole country of Korea is just like going crazy for yeah. it or like, you know, and just, and so yeah. it's, it's it, unpredictable. It can I mean, be unpredictable. I mean, you will is, I don't think there's really a rhyme or reason science why a video will pop off and other ones won't. Yeah. But we got really big in Korea. So we got really <laughs> big in Korea, really and, big in Korea. And we got really big in India. So we live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's our home base. But we have a tuk-tuk, like a... Uh, little three-wheel uh, yeah. Yeah, Indian rickshaw, auto yeah. rickshaw. Yeah, and we made a video about it, and it decided to show it to Indian people. And the American embassy over in India decided to buy tuk-tuks for all the employees for the American embassy over there. And because of that, our video went viral in India. Oh so gosh. it's just like, there's all these different layers of why your video could do well. Yeah. And sometimes... It could happen immediately. And I'll, that's the beautiful thing about YouTube, mm-hmm. though, is that a lot of times it'll happen later. Mm. So it could happen three years from now. Yeah. So you just never know. Yeah. The Tech Talk one did. It happened six months later. We oh. got like you know 2,000 views on it early on. And then now it's like 750,000 really? views or something yeah. crazy. That yeah, is... it's weird. It, yeah, YouTube's weird. This week, we are also partnering with Beekeepers Naturals. Okay, Beekeepers Naturals' mission is to reinvent the medicine cabinet. They do that by merging modern science with natural medicine to create clean, effective products that actually work. And as a beekeeper myself, I know that propolis, which is what my little bees are making in the backyard right now, is that secret hero ingredient. Okay, listen, my bees are making it right now to like seal the beehive shut, but Propolis is the medicine of the beehive and it helps support our immune system with antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, and over 300 beneficial compounds. So not only are you helping your own body, but you're helping the bees. They practice sustainable beekeeping and third-party test their formulas to ensure that their products are free of pesticides and heavy metals. And they never over-harvest the hives so that they make sure that the bees get to keep using the propolis that they are making. They've got propolis throat spray. I've needed some because I've had a cold the last week. They've got kids throat soothing lollipops as well. And here, listen, I know it is, we're heading into fall. Everybody is sniffling. Give them a shot. So this is what I want you to do. Today, Beekeepers Naturals is offering you an exclusive offer. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash human hope or enter code human hope to get 
20% off your order. That is B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash human hope or enter code human hope to get 20% off your order. What I love it is also Beekeepers Naturals products are available at Target, Whole Foods, Amazon, CBS, and so many other places. And then with YouTube, I'm just drilling down one step deeper. Like, like, is it like, are you guys trying to get like partnerships on YouTube or is it more like, like, you know, Google AdSense and, and stuff like that, you know, in order to make YouTube a profitable thing, profitable thing for your business? Yeah, um, both. AdSense is there. AdSense doesn't make as much as what people think it does. So partnerships are our biggest thing. So we'll take out, you know, sponsored, sponsored video posts. People will sponsor us to go to a place or to advertise a product. Sometimes it'll be including like Instagram reels or Instagram posts. It can look a lot of different ways. It can be very custom to the person. Yeah. But yeah, sponsorships are definitely the thing that pays the bills when it comes to YouTube. Yeah. You don't really make that much off of your views, okay. but your views can dictate how much people are going to pay you. Oh, yeah. It can. So yeah. that's kind of like the important thing. It's not all sub number. It's not all views number. Yeah. It's a little bit of a combination of everything. Yeah. And people don't talk about this, the views from where the views come from, like our ads. So we had a video, like a Korea video, or the, actually the person perfect one would be the Indian video. Yeah. Like it's sitting at almost a million views. Okay. Like it's getting really close. And but all the viewers are Indian. And so their the rate that the advertisers pay for per view is lower than the US. So oh. just because we have that many views on, you know, on the uh on YouTube doesn't mean we got paid the same amount as we would have if it was like a US based I see. you know it's video. A fraction of it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. What has been the hardest thing for each of you individually about, let's say about transitioning from being like van life? Because for a while you were, you're right. You got stuck into van life, the niche, right? Like you, you, it was, it was just the van. You're right. Like, like the tour of the van or how do you do this with the van or that with the van? And then you Mm -hmm. guys made a conscious decision to, you know what we are, I mean, I, I, I just watching from afar, I was watching you guys go, nope, this is it. We are travelers now. We are not van people. It doesn't matter if we're in a plane, in a van, in a boat. This is what we're going to, you know, so what's been the hardest thing about, about purposely moving? And the reason why I ask you this question is because a lot of people are making decisions to, to really do a course correction on, on what it is they're known for, what it is they're building, what it is they're trying to do. And a lot, I think a lot of people are scared of that because the thing that is working is working. And it's like, but I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to do the thing that's working. For me, I was a music guy. I was a worship leader. And then I made a conscious decision to become a speaker and an author. And, you know, there was a good year and a half where it felt like the worst decision of my life, but I knew that I didn't want to do the other thing. I wanted to do this. So what, what's been hard about, about that pivot for you guys? Oh gosh, that's mm. a hard question. I think just pushing, I and mean, this may be too broad of an answer, but I think just pushing through, even when the numbers are telling you stop, like go back to what that is. Because at the end of the day, like we are not full-time with YouTube or right. our, that side of our business. We're still doing the web design and the graphic design, which dictates you know how much time we can put mm. into what we're doing with the YouTube stuff. So we, when our views bomb, you know, yeah. if our if our channel's failing, we're farther from where we really want to mm, be. Yeah. And so we're having to give more time to our other side of the business. And I think trying to still prioritize what we love in the midst of having to do, you know, what pays more of the bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's been the hardest thing to, and then to not get burned out or drained in the process. Yeah. That's, it's, it's really easy to get completely, I don't want to say burned out because yeah. I feel like burned out means you're almost done, but definitely like 
fatigue. Yeah. And when your job is always creative, yeah. like on both mm-hmm. sides of the business, it's creativity and you want to have the energy to put into what you really love. Yeah. Well, and like the business name is called Chris and Sarah. Right. Like, I mean, it's based off of our personality of who we are and like, now people follow us for us like and we we understand that but when a video bombs or when we're not successful mm-hmm. it, it's almost like well chris and sarah suck yeah you know just like their their worth as a human being mm. isn't good enough and so may, you know, that's easy that's really easy to do yeah and so if we had a company that maybe wasn't our name that was you know just coffee or yeah. whatever it's not as personal. It's it's business. Sure. It's like, hey, the business is struggling right now. It's fine, but it's not an attack on your like person, right. you know, you as a person. Right. And so that's been probably a really difficult thing is like our self-worth could be tied up yeah. into Instagram or, you know, yeah. YouTube or whatever. No matter how many times you say it's not. Yeah, no matter. Yeah, you can be like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And like deep down, you're like, no, it, it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, they don't like me this week. That's <laughs> just not true. <laughs> totally. But it does get with you. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. No, that's actually, that was a great answer. I, I love that. Uh, do you guys see yourself, you know, do you see, do you see an end of the travel thing? Like as you, as you guys look, are you, are you just like, no, nah, I mean, we're probably just going to do this until it's over. We were just talking about that yeah. yesterday. I, I think we'll probably keep going forever yeah. if we can. I mean, who knows what life's going to throw at us, but we did just, um, we're not in a van anymore. We haven't been in a van for over a year now, but we did purchase like this old 1988 Land Cruiser, Toyota Land Cruiser. It's from Germany. So it's this really okay. quirky little camper. And our plan is we're going to ship it overseas. So we're going to start traveling a little bit slower, but overseas. So doing more international versus domestic, that's sort of like our next step to grow. You know, we started where we could afford in the U.S. and we're growing more internationally. So we're going to be driving overlanding internationally in this new rig Mm -hmm. with our dog, which is always another element of (laughs) crazy. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. that's. I don't think we're going to slow down. We've got a few continents ahead of us. Yeah. Like we love doing the slower travel. Like, I mean, we did the whole plane thing. Like we'd fly to a different country and that's great and understandable like i mean you probably should do it if you're trying to go to the other side of the world but at least with driving somewhere even in the u.s going slowly you get to see more than just the tourist spots and get to see how the locals really live and really are and what you know what they're really about and um that's what we really love is we get to see we get to see the real side of wherever we're at you know instead of just the like the billboards yeah Yeah. places you're not going to see on pinterest or youtube those are the places you want to find Yes, those little small towns. In between the two destinations is really where a lot of a lot of your magic is happening, right? A lot of yeah. you're enjoying the slowness. You guys are kind of leaning into my next book and a, a lot of stuff that I'm going to be, you know, leaning into over the next year. Talk to us quickly uh, before we have to wrap up about you about your new podcast that you're starting. I mean, you're you're on my podcast. I'm grateful, and I also want to let everyone know this: Chris and Sarah were actually on like one. I I've had. Th- 10 iterations of podcasts throughout my life and they've all lasted four to six episodes. And then I'm like, I'm bored. And I start something else. So not until I signed a contract with a a network did I actually have to start putting, putting podcasts out all the time. So, but all that to say, Chris and Sarah were like on my, I think it was called fill in the blank. Was that the name of my podcast back then? I think so. Yeah. 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 That's right. Fill in the blank. It was the most popular episode of my four episodes that I, that I released. (laughs) Really? You you know, yeah. Yeah. We actually got approached by somebody in Wichita, Kansas. They were like, you're on Carlos's oh. podcast. And we're like, yeah, yeah. That's- And that podcast episode was like, what? 
two months of us living in the van. Oh. It was so early on. Oh, I don't yeah. even know if we had YouTube yet. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. You so definitely early. did not have YouTube. And I, I mean, I want to say it was my most popular podcast and maybe 500 people listened to it. So like, like you know, it was, <laughs> it, it was, there, there, there wasn't a lot of bandwidth there, but it was awesome. So all that to say, tell us about your podcast. You guys started one. You're, you've got fancy yeah. mics in front of you. So I'm like, oh no, these guys are professional <laughs> podcasters now. Yeah we're, oh, yeah. we're professional. Yeah. 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 We started a new podcast called What No One Tells You. And it's conversations you know, um, with people about really kind of what no one tells you, like what it's not, what it's really like working for an airline or what it's really like traveling yeah. to a certain part of the world. And, um, yeah, it's a night, it's a way to tell cool stories, but have other people tell their cool stories yeah. and introduce you to a new idea that you may never have heard. Like we've had people who have sailed across the Pacific ocean on their own. And, um, what else have we had on? I mean, just I, some really fascinating people. I mean, yeah. we're so boring compared to half these people yeah, that we're talking to. So that's really cool people. Yeah. Really cool people. And so it just gives you like, and it's, kind of in line with our brand that it's kind of random and everywhere. Yeah. You know, there is travel is a, a central theme, but the topics can range from it, it, it's kind of broad yeah. and what, like, yeah. And what, what we do. So, we so people can get and listen to it everywhere. All the places podcasts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. We've got YouTube, Spotify, all that stuff. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, everybody go, uh, go listen to their, not only listen to it, but subscribe. Um, and again, the podcast is called, tell me what it's called again. Uh, what no one tells you. What? No one tells you that is amazing. Uh, you guys, I am constantly rooting you on, cheering you on. Thanks for hopping onto my, onto my podcast, uh, human hope. Uh, it is, you know, I, I just, I find you guys very hopeful. Sarah, I, I, I've never even told you this before. I was telling Heather before I hopped on the podcast. I was like, literally, if there's one thing that is like hopeful in, in who you, you're, just your countenance and your smile is literally just delivers hope to people. All you got to do is smile and laugh. And I'm just telling you, like, I see it and I'm like, holy <laughs> cow, you. like, I just feel better about everything. So, you know, just know that you guys are, well, are hopeful you. without even saying anything. And and, you, and when you do say something, it is really impactful. And I'm cheering you guys on. Um, also, for everyone that doesn't know this as well, Chris actually designed a few of my book covers. So, you know, if you've, if you've held my books in your hand, you've held his work in your hands. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's been good. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having yeah. us. How good was that? Hey, listen, you guys can listen to Chris and Sarah more regularly by following their Instagram page, but also subscribing to their new podcast, What No One Tells You. Conversations with people about what it's really like to work for an airline, travel certain places sail across the Pacific Ocean or whatever, right? They, they're um, interviewing some really cool, cool people. You guys are going to love them. Also, Chris's voice. I just can't get enough of it. I don't know why. Like, I just want him to talk to me all the time. He's got the voice of just your, what your best friend should sound like. That's what uh, Chris and Sarah's, what Chris's voice sounds like. Sarah's voice sounds like, I mean, th I don't know. Th this, she's, it's very Sarah-ish. It is so calming and soothing and relaxing. Whereas... Chris, Chris's voice is a little bit more mischievous. <laughs> why, why am I analyzing my friend's voices right now? I have no idea. But anyway, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Human Hope Podcast. Friends, by the time you listen to this, I will have be finished with a management team planning meeting for 2024. Big, big talks about the podcast. And you guys aren't even ready for some stuff that's coming in 2024. We're already talking about it in 2023. Hey, Dr. Delight, hit it. Hey, hey, hey. All right, men, women, and children, hope is leaving the building for a week. We'll see you next Thursday. 
for another episode of the Human Hope Podcast.